1: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, May 3rd, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. A lot to get into, Patrick. We're going to talk a lot about the draft from Ohio State's perspective. Ten Buckeyes taken in the NFL draft. But before we get to that, the Buckeyes landed a commit kind of out of the blue yesterday. Kai Stokes, 6'2", 185-pound safety in the 2022 class. Kid out of Sefner, Florida. Now, right now, Nutters, he's a three-star prospect. You might want to take a picture of that because that's not going to last for long. He's going to be a four-star before you know it. Just since April 12th, Patrick, he's gotten offers from Ohio State, obviously, Alabama, Notre Dame, Georgia, Florida, LSU, and others. Um, so it's a classic case of, you know, this is a very early ranking. Now we see his offer list. It's a kid that's blowing up. So will not be a three-star for long and uh, looks like a good get for the Buckeyes.
2: Yeah, it's funny in recruiting how this works, right? When you know a, a player who maybe you know hasn't been seen by as many of the analysts or whatnot, uh, teams start coming after him. All of a sudden, that ranking starts to change, as you alluded to, and it seems like that will be the case here. Um, yeah, I think it sounds like a good get from from everything I understand. You know, an athletic kid um, sounds like. He's going to, as you said, end up at, at safety when he gets to Ohio State, but plays both sides of the ball now and, and does so successfully um, for his high school. So yeah, I think you know when when you're Ohio State, you got in here recently with him, um, offered him a scholarship just a handful of days ago, um, but it sounds like he likes what, what he heard from Ohio State. Obviously, this class lost a commitment recently, uh, Deson McCullough going to, to Indiana, and and while in, in a ranking standpoint, this doesn't necessarily make up for, for that, um, I think by the time all said and done, um, these two will look more comparable. So, um, you know, a good move for the Buckeyes. And obviously, they're still going to be in on, on some other guys at that position as well um, when, when the uh, – Recruiting really opens back up this June and people are allowed back on campus. There'll be some guys coming that could could also play safety for the Buckeyes. So I don't think this shuts down the door for, for that recruiting spot um, at, at all. I think they'll probably add a couple guys in this class uh, at that position.
1: I always love tapping into the state of Florida as well. It's something that yeah, Ohio State yeah, yeah. does, you know, at least once or twice every year it seems. and It's been going on for a long time. Obviously Urban uh, ratcheted that up. It also helps that Mark Pantone is a, a Florida native born and raised in sarasota and then went to florida as a florida graduate so uh, in fact i think his first time leaving the state of florida other than on vacation was when he took the job here at ohio state He, he was a florida guy all the way through now he's a columbus guy all the way through um so i love tapping into the state of florida all right let's get into the nfl draft and some reactions here obviously 10 buckeyes taken that was great because it tied for the most with alabama so that was really cool um Let's start with Justin Fields to the Bears at eleven. I mean, that's obviously that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. What do you think about the Bears trading up? What do you think about that fit for Fields and just overall? What do you think about that pick?
2: I think if if a team is willing to trade up, um, especially to get a quarterback, but really at any position, you know, I think that that shows that they really like the guy, um, you know, and and obviously have done their homework and and they gave up quite a bit to move up to eleven, um, including a, a first round pick next year. So. Uh, you know, clearly they liked what they saw. Um, the bears general manager was talking afterwards. He's seen fields play a couple times in person, including that Michigan game two years ago in Ann Arbor where fields left the game injured, came back and threw that pass to to Garrett Wilson. The bears also had people at fields, both fields pro days that he did at the Woody. Um, so, you know, got, got a good look with him coach, uh, Matt Nagy, the head coach there knows Ryan day. They played against each other in college then they both came up as, as offensive coordinators and quarterbacks coaches. So even Ryan day said they've been talking between the two of them about Justin Fields for the last couple of years. So clearly the bears knew what they were getting in Justin Fields. Obviously it's an interesting situation and probably a good one. Um, Your old buddy, Andy Dalton uh, is, is the bears quarterback. Uh, And as, as they said, he's going to remain the starter. So Fields doesn't have the pressure of going in there day one and, and being the guy in Chicago, which I think is probably a good thing. Um, as much as I thought in the pre-draft process, all the reading defenses and stuff was, was dramatically overblown. I do think Fields could use a little bit of time to, to learn the NFL offense um, and just kind of adjust. Um, and, you know, I wrote about this over the weekend. Matt Nagy was the offensive coordinator for Kansas City when they drafted Patrick Mahomes in 2017. Obviously, that year, Alex Smith was the starter. He played all but one game at the end of the season when, when everything was wrapped up. Patrick Mahomes comes in, and the rest is history. He's an MVP and you know a, a Super Bowl champion. That's not to say the exact same thing will happen with Fields. Obviously, it'd be great to watch if it did, but uh, Matt Nagy has been through this before and, and some of the other members on this staff. So uh, probably a good situation all in all for Justin to, to land in, and obviously he's not going far, just headed over to Chicago.
1: The Mahomes point is a good one, and it throws a monkey wrench into something that I've said for years. I've said if you take a quarterback in the first round, you need to start him right away. And there's been exceptions. Carson Palmer is another exception with the Bengals. They started John Kitna for the first year. Um, I don't think they needed to do that. Now, here's what I've always pointed to. I've always said look at Peyton Manning and look at Troy Aikman. They came yeah. in and got their ass kicked as rookies, but they, they both said it was great for them because then look what happened. You know, then they they just went on a rampage after that. Um, they kind of got the you know got it out of their system. But there is two ways to look at it. And you could say you don't want a, a guy to get in there and lose his confidence. I've always said though, if you lose your confidence. Just because, you know, you're in the NFL and um, you thought you're going to come in and set the world on fire, you're probably not the guy anyway. If you're going to lose your confidence that early, um, just because some things go wrong as a rookie, so you're probably not mentally strong enough anyway. So I've always been a guy that says, start them from day one. And they're having this debate on ESPN, you know, just a little bit before we came on, I noticed they were talking about this, a field should start right away or not. So I'm going to stick with my guns and say that field should start right away but the Mahomes thing does give me pause because, I, like I've said, I've always given the examples of Peyton Manning and Troy Aikman and others. Um, but the Mahomes one is now who knows? Mahomes could have come in and you know been great as a rookie. We don't know. The one game he played as a rookie, he did look good. So we don't know. But that is a that is a, a you know. And Andy Dalton would be a good bridge quarterback. I know Andy Dalton. I don't know him personally, but I know his game well from being a Bengal fan. I think Fields should start from day one. What do you think?
2: I. Wouldn't be surprised if he goes in and earns that job. And they did not shut the door on that. You know, they just said the plan is for Andy Dalton to, to be the starter. And, you know, when you sign a guy to a one-year contract, clearly there was a plan in place before they realized they could draft Justin Fields. Um, you know, I, I think obviously we'll hear more as we get closer to the season. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think you should certainly have a, a chance to fight for the job. Um, you know, I, I don't think, like you said, you don't draft a guy that early um, to just sit him. Uh, unless, you know, that it works out, um, you know, and, and I think Fields is talented enough, you know, even Ryan Day said all quarterbacks need to be developed, um, you know, when, when they get to this level, but he believes Justin's talented enough, good enough, he'll learn, put in the work, that type of thing. So it would not surprise me if, if the talk shifts a bit more as we get closer to the season. And then say they do start Andy Dalton, you know, there's always that one guy over the shoulder type of thing it'll happen throughout the season every time Andy Dalton has a bad play it'll be like put Justin in and stuff like that and some coaches want to avoid that by just getting like you said getting the kid out there so um, I think it'll be fun to watch but yeah they didn't completely close the door they just said Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback now and we all know how talented Justin Fields is and the kid hasn't really sat other than you know one year at Georgia and even then he found his way on the field at times
1: yeah the problem is you know they're uh, you know Matt Nagy's Fighting to save his job, he can't really afford a, a learning year like Peyton Manning yeah. had and Troy Aikman had. I mean, those guys had uh, well. Peyton Manning didn't, but Troy Aikman had a brand-new coach uh, with Jimmy Johnson when he was with the Cowboys. So it was like starting – you can afford to go 3-13 and 13 or whatever. The Cowboys were 1-15. I can't remember even how bad they were. They might have been like 1-15. And, um, and then they, they just took off from there. Same thing with the Colts. They were terrible. Like They were like 3-13 and 13 yep. or something like that when Peyton Manning was a rookie. Um, and obviously, for those that are wondering, I'm not forgetting about Aaron Rodgers. I know they drafted him in the first round and he sat. They had Brett Favre, though. Same thing with uh, Jordan Love now. It's like, yeah, if you have a Hall of Fame quarterback there, different story Andy Dalton not a Hall of Fame quarterback so get Fields in there Bears you know he's your guy you know Andy Dalton is not your guy you signed a one-year deal when you didn't even know if you're going to get Justin Fields so Chicago Bears do the right thing start Justin Fields from day one you'll be happy you did it all right Tommy Togiai falling to the fourth round although I think it's a good fit for him and I don't think he was going to go anywhere anywhere in fact, he was projected as a fourth rounder. So people like me saying he fell to the fourth round, it's really not accurate. Most people said he was going to go in the fourth round. I thought third round at best. And I thought if he fell to the fourth round, he'd be a steal. So kudos to the Browns, I guess. You guys had a great draft. You get Big Tom in the fourth round. I was hoping the Bengals would get him. But uh, I think that's a good fit for Tommy. What do you think?
2: Agreed. And you know that's a, becoming one of the the deeper defensive lines in the NFL right now. So, you know, similar to the Justin Fields talk, Togia is not going to have to go in there and, and be an impact guy. I mean, obviously being drafted in the fourth round, you don't generally expect that. Um, but I do think he's a guy who's going to go in there and have a really good career. Um, you know, we obviously saw him develop year in, year out here at Ohio State. Um, you know, he he's a guy who, unlike a lot of guys in the past that, you know, put up big numbers on bench press or anything like that, he's athletic enough to play the position. He's not just a strong you know, defensive tackle. He can do a lot of different things. We saw it against Penn state this past year when he got, I think that was the three sack game. So um, yeah, I think the Browns got a good one. Um, yeah. You, like you said, I thought fourth round was probably accurate, but I could have seen somebody taking him earlier. And uh, you know, as he was falling there, it was, you know, looking, you know, you said you wish you would have fell with the Bengals. I would have taken him on the Rams defensive line. So uh, I think most people at that point would have, Good pick for the Browns, you know, just just adding more talent to what looks like a really talented team.
1: You guys have a pretty good D-tackle last time I checked.
2: Yeah, he's all right.
1: It's not too bad. (laughs) That Aaron Donald guy. All right, Sean Wade falling to the fifth round and relatively late in the fifth. There was talk he could fall to the fifth, but there was like then Urban would take him with the first pick of the fifth if he did, right? No. So he fell pretty late in the fifth round of the Ravens. Now, I think... I hate saying this again about it you know one thing Browns Bengals and Steeler fans all can unite on is hatred for the Ravens we hate the Ravens but they draft well every year and it pisses me off <laughs> it really does and they get a lot of Buckeyes too like J.K. Dobbins and Malik Harrison and now Sean Wade so I think it's actually a good fit for him but man late in the fifth round I feel bad for him, man although he's going to a great franchise as much as I as I hate to admit it
2: it's one of those situations to me where, you know, we knew he wasn't going to be the first round pick he was projected to be a year ago after the season he had. Um, and, and we could go into why that was, but um, really I think at that point you knew he was going to fall. Now it's about getting on a team, proving yourself and getting to that second contract because, you know, it, for whatever reason, you know, he wasn't the, the first round talent that everyone thought he was going to be this past year. So like you said, a good fit in Baltimore, um, you know, they're already talking about how they're going to use him kind of the way he was used at Ohio state in 2019 is that slot corner can play some nickel, play some safety if they need him to. I honestly think Sean Wade has the ability to, to play that outside corner position. I just think one year making that switch and, and the year that he did with no real off season and, and no lead up to the regular season was a struggle. Um, and you've seen guys at Ohio State, who have struggled early on playing um, on the outside at corner and, and developed as as they came along. Now, usually they don't do it as the number one corner like he did and get victimized by the likes of Indiana, Clemson, and Alabama. Um, but I think he has that talent. You know, he wasn't the number two corner in the country behind only Jeff Okuda coming out of high school four years ago for no reason. So, whether he ends up just being a slot guy um, or whether they they do end up turning him into you know a, a number one corner. Uh, we'll see, but I think he's still a very good player. And you know, I think, like you said, once again, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens get a Buckeye and and a talented one.
1: Last thing, just what else stood out to you? Could be the you know ten guys going overall. We talked about Fields. Obviously, that stands out to you. Uh, what uh, what stood out to you? Maybe some of the guys that went late. Maybe some of the guys that didn't go. What kind of stood out to you uh, from the Buckeye standpoint with this draft.
2: Yeah, one that I really liked is Josh Myers uh, going to the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Uh, you know, he was he was even asked about how well he knows Corey Linsley, who <laughs> just left the Packers in free agency, has been Aaron Rodgers center um, for years. So, you know, I think that's an interesting fit. Um, obviously, there's a lot of quarterback talk going on with the, the Packers right now. So we'll see who he's snapping the ball to. Um, but I like that one a lot. I like Trey Sermon of the 40. Actually, I don't like Trey Sermon of the 49ers because that's a guy going out to the NFC West. And the 49ers really know how to use running backs, especially when they play the Rams. Uh, and he's a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield, as Ohio State fans saw this year. Um, so those were two guys in kind of the middle rounds or the, I guess, earlier rounds that uh, I thought had good fits. Um, we already touched on Togi. Luke Farrell going 145 overall to the Jaguars surprised me. Um, you know, he's a guy, I think we were talking about this on, on the front row during the draft. There's probably could have been there later. Um, that's a guy who some people didn't even have being projected to draft him. And you mentioned urban Meyer potentially taking Sean Wade. He took Luke, Luke Farrell ahead of Sean Wade. Um, you know, so different needs and and whatnot, but that one was, was one that surprised me. Um, I also learned for the first time this weekend, and I'm a little ashamed to admit this. I did not know Luke Farrell was 29 years old. Um, I missed that during his Whoa, time at Ohio I' didn't State.
1: know that e- Whoa, I didn't know that either
2: what yep he's 29 and he apparently played baseball before coming to Ohio State and that's why he's uh he's older so I yeah that came up during the draft and I had never heard that before I'm glad that you uh, also didn't know that because that makes me feel like a little bit better about doing my job I'm uh, sitting
1: here stunned I had no yeah, idea so, how, how did man that's that's bad on us that we, that we missed that my god yeah. 29. Yeah. And we knew about right. all the guys that, you know, that was always a big story with guys like Joe Boserman. And, you know, some of the, was it Cam Johnston? Um forgetting, so Ryan Pretorius, I think, was the one that was a little bit older, too. Well, Cam right. Johnston was, too. That was always a story with those guys. Boserman, we knew about him playing baseball. And now the joke is about him, you know, decapitating people in the stands with his throws as a quarterback. <laughs> but, um, wow, I never knew that. Luke Farrell, I don't know how that slipped under the radar. The fact that I thought he came straight from Perry, to Ohio State. So he's playing minor league baseball there for a while. That's so interesting.
2: Yeah. Yep. He uh yeah, he was with the Royals and Reds and Cubs and Rangers and Twins. Very. Prior to Ohio State. Yeah. Uh but the last one I wanted to just touch on quickly is Jonathan Cooper, uh you know, going late to the Broncos. Uh I just, you know, he's a guy you covered him, I covered him. Great kid. Um, you know, probably didn't have the Ohio State career he wanted to kind of overshadowed by a number of those defensive ends that were here that were, you know, top first round picks. Um, but was able to come back for his, his fifth year and, and was productive. And so, you know, I was just glad to see him get drafted. Obviously he was tweeting a little bit during the draft as he was falling. Uh, but, but good to see a kid like that get drafted and a Columbus kid as well.
1: Okay. I'm looking at the Luke Farrell page and this doesn't look like him. It looks like there's a different Luke Farrell. Is there? I, I don't know. It's a brought different it up. Luke Farrell. I think somebody. I think somebody got this confused. I don't think it's the same guy. There is a all Luke right. Farrell that them. played that's twenty nine, but it doesn't look like him at all. Well, I think it's a it different up guy. The draft. Yeah, I think somebody had their information incorrect on that. Okay, I feel better now. You should too. Okay. Good. You should too. We didn't miss that. Luke Farrell is not twenty nine years old, Buck Nutters. I'm not going to cut any of this out too. This is just funny to me. We we're both <laughs> like, what in the heck? Whoever said that during the draft uh, is wrong. But I can see why you'd uh, why, why you'd mix this up because there's there's two Luke Farrells. One guy who was a sixth round pick by the Kansas City Royals in 2013 and went to college at Northwestern. So he couldn't go to college at Northwestern and then play, pro, and then go to Ohio. No, so. Two different guys. Uh, and I'm, looking Farrell, at his I'm looking at his picture. Luke,
2: Luke Farrell tweeted uh, 19 hours ago. So that was on Sunday. I am 23 years old. So that, there you go. <laughs> okay. I he, thought for sure, I, was like,
1: I was like him and Jake Cosman. I thought we're not only in the same recruiting class. I thought they were actually like, you know, both graduated the same year in the state of Ohio and they did. Okay. So we've, we've solved this mystery that Luke Farrell is not 29 years old and he, former mediocre minor league baseball player
2: i'm glad you solved that for me because i was very surprised by that but clearly didn't do my research after the fact
1: this is why the show should be live is funny stuff like this eventually i think it will be bucknutters eventually a little foreshadowing there not anytime soon eventually we might have a live show for you um and you'll get to hear hilarity like this all the time all right. Well, great stuff from Patrick Murphy. Really appreciate it, Patrick. And thank you to our listeners out there for tuning into to the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land. <laughs>